Hi, I'm Jeannie Becker. Welcome to Beyond Style Matters. I've spent decades working in fashion's trenches, seen the best and the worst of human style, and had the opportunity to get up close and personal with some of the world's most intriguing characters. What I've learned about truly great style is that it goes far beyond what we wear. It's about the way we move through the world. On this episode, I speak with top model Stacey McKenzie. I've met countless top models in my day, but very few as memorable as Canada's Stacey McKenzie. The Jamaican-born Dynamo is a poster girl for diversity, and her unique look and fierce attitude is emblematic of fashion's inherent theatricality. I remember being both shocked and delighted the first time I met Stacy. Her light complexion, galaxy of freckles, and full, fabulous lips were like nothing I'd ever seen on a conventional catwalk, and her deep voice, hearty laugh, and ultra-warm personality were the perfect antidote to the abundance of uber-cool and sometimes bitchy characters who populated the fashion scene back in the 90s. Stacy's unconventionality captured the hearts of some of the world's top designers, and she became a downright muse for greats like Jean-Paul Gaultier and Thierry Mugler. Stacy went on to defy the odds, starring in a number of campaigns, including a famous one for The Gap, a mainstream label that recognized the power of her iconic and unusual look. Intent on empowering others, Stacy started a successful coaching program for aspiring models called Walk This Way, designed to impart confidence on those who long to strut it. Her stints on Canada's Next Top Model and America's Next Top Model were also impressive. She showed aspiring young models what it took to make it in the business far beyond mere beauty. More recently, Stacy has wowed fans as a judge and mentor on Canada's Drag Race, helping to elevate the art of drag by providing invaluable insights about attitude and edge, two precious commodities that Stacy has in spades. Oh, Stacy. Man, there's a lot of history there with you and I and mm-hmm. what we have seen and those trenches that we toiled in yes. and those runways that, well, you walked and I watched. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, oh boy. It's such a pleasure to <laughs> see you and such a pleasure to see that your star continues to rise in a business that often has been known for eating its young. Mm-hmm. And you just keep getting better and better and better and doing more and more and more. Oh, thank you, Jeannie. First of all, I want to say thank you so much. Like coming from you, like, I mean, that's mm-hmm. huge because you've made a, a big impact on my life, my career. And I'm just so, you know, blessed and excited because I would never think that these this would ever happen like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, it's been, it's definitely been a journey. Listen, I wouldn't take anything anything for like anything back like even the downs the, the ups and downs that I've had like you know um mold me into the woman I am today mm, and no you question. know I've learned a lot you know I've learned a lot of my journey and I've met a lot of amazing people and worked with a lot of amazing people uh, including you hello mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it's 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 been a it's it's been awesome <laughs> I'm trying to think of the very first time that I met you because 
for some crazy reason, I think it might have been like backstage at a fashion cares. I'm talking early, early on. So yeah, so I, I, I came onto fashion cares like in the late nineties. Um, so okay. I would say I would say it was right when my career just first started off, but in, which started off in Paris. Yeah. And I think we met in Paris. Well, though. then maybe it was, and it probably would have been backstage at a Gauthier show. But I, I don't yeah. remember where we were because all those backstages, in a way, ended up looking the same. You know, the hustle, right? the hustle, the craziness, the creativity. But I remember looking at you and thinking, "Wow, uh, like this chick is a wow." Oh, She's memorable. Well, besides the fact that you're such a beautiful person, and I don't mean to you know, grease you here or anything, but you, <laughs> but you, oh, um, you, you were so special, like you know, in so many ways, and. I looked at you and I thought, wow, like she's, she's high fashion. She's, she's beyond fashion. She's got a look oh, wow. and, and she, and Canadian. I mean, maybe not originally Canadian, but, but we claimed you as one of our own. <laughs> and yes. I, I, it was just so exciting to have this Canadian and making it in the top international fashion circles and still a a beautiful person and a nice person and a and an open-minded, open-hearted person. That to me counted so big. So I kind of fell in love with you the first time I, I looked at you and the first time I felt your energy. So uh, oh, somebody wow. said for that. Thank you, you so much, Judy. You know, you make it sound like, okay, yeah, okay. I, you know, I sort of got to, I don't know, who sent you to Paris? I, I take it was your agent. Nobody sent me to Paris. No. Okay, so tell me I, how you got to Paris. I took the, the bus over to Paris from, from the Netherlands and I had my list of all the agencies that I usually like walk with. Like I would make a list of all the agencies and I would cold call them to make appointments, pretend to be whatever, whoever from like, you know, representing myself. That's how I got started in Paris. I went to see all the agencies. They all said no. They okay. all said no. Someone tells you like, no, like you don't have the right look. You don't. How does that not kill your spirit? How does that not squash your dreams for a young girl that had so much hope that was so determined to make it? How do you rise up above that and say, too bad, I'm, I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on doing it. You know, um, it was faith. Um, I had a lot of faith in myself because like from when I was younger and I, from, from it came to me for me to be a model, it just, it just clicked. And something was always within my spirit telling me, this is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to do. This is, this is your career. Even though I was getting a lot of no's, it was definitely very, you know, it deterred me a lot in a way. But my faith and my belief that I was meant to be in the business, you know, I would always speak to God and be like, you know, God, you know, if, if this is for me, like, show me this is for me. If it's not for me, show me it's not for me. And I, and I would literally get a sign that shows me that this is for me. So that kept me going. And, you know, it just kept me, like, motivated because I knew I was on the right path by when I was getting these, how would you say, like, I guess, spiritual intuitions. It was just always there within me, right? Like, just telling me that this is, this is where you need to go. This is where, whenever something is not right for me, it would show that's not where you should do. So that kept me going. So explain the passion for me, because the kind of passion that you have to have to make it to the degree that you've made it in this business has to be beyond all else. I mean, even for me, it's like I went to New York when I was like 19 years old. I wanted to be an actress no matter what. And I knew in my heart of hearts that I wanted to do that more than anything else in the world. And I knew that that's the mindset I had to have no matter what. I want to make it. I just want to be on stage. I want to be out there. I want to be in the spotlight. Where did that passion 
originate for you? Where did that come from? From I found out about mothing, especially when I got to Canada. I just felt like I just knew it. I just felt it within my spirit. This is me. And it just felt so good. And then when watching you on like fashion television, going through the magazines, like I still get excited to this day. Like I miss, I love, I, I really don't want those magazines to go out of play. I can't take the digital thing. I want to hold a fashion magazine, go through the pages, rip out the pages and like, you know, be inspired. Like I just really love the industry and watching fashion television and also another one, Fashion File. But you, you fashion television was the one for me. Um, you know, just really instilled it even more like, yeah, man, I just love this business. I want to be a part of this business. I can see myself in it. It wasn't, it wasn't more so for, for me to, like be, to, to become famous or anything like that. That wasn't my goal. I just really loved the industry and I wanted to be a part of it. I love the craft. Right? I wanted to walk the runway. I wanted to be in the magazines. Right? I wanted to work with the designers, with other models, with the makeup artists, mm-hmm. with the stylists. I wanted to get dressed up and play different characters. Yeah. It was just more so that about me. I wasn't even, you know how long it took me, Jeannie, uh, even just to think about, you know, like making money, like treating it as a business. In the beginning, I wasn't treating it as a business. I was just like, I'm in heaven. I'm just having a ball, getting dressed up and looking cute, walking the runway and showing off clothes. You I know, wanted it's to funny learn more. Because earlier you were saying uh, the craft, you mentioned something about, you know, the craft, you love the yeah. craft of it all. For you, Stacy, without question in my mind, and I, like, I, you know, I've, I've, met, I've met them all. I know them all. Yes, you have. You are an artist. I mean, it's the art and the craft. And I really have always oh, thought of you as a performance artist. I mean, yes, you're a model, okay, and that model, could, you know, there are a million mm. and ten uh, guys and girls that are models, but you were an artist and really saw it that way. I guess maybe that's what fed your passion, like the art within you. Not yeah. so, you know, like, <laughs> there, there used to be a saying um, that I, a, a very famous old Russian director named uh, Stanislavski, you may have heard of him, you know, the Stanislavski <laughs> method, Konstantin Stanislavski, once said, love the art within yourself, not yourself within the art. Mm, and I think okay. that really rings true for you. And what, yes, you saw that world and you wanted to be part of it, but it was because there was something inside you that was so burning to, to get out there. No, you, you, the artist, you saw the world through the lens of an artist. Of an artist. And that's what you continue now to inspire so many with all the young models that you've mentored through your workshops, Walk This Way. Yes. That's so wonderful. We'll talk about that in a minute too. With the judging role that you played on Canada's Next Top Model, certainly America's Next Top Model. And now with Canada's Drag Race. I mean, you're really mentoring a whole generation of people that, Mm. that want a part of that business that want a part of that glamour, especially with, with the modeling world. What would you say the business has changed into now for these young models and you meet so many of these young models that want a part of it, that want to, you know, recreate maybe or or even just live the times that we had such a great time living. What do you say to them? Do you feel that the business has changed so much that it will never be the way it was? Or do you, do you like to encourage them to to get out there and yeah, try it. There's so much more diversity um, in the business. Like when it comes to models, so much more diversity. I mean, when I first started out and for a long time, you didn't see that many. And, and, and you, you could agree too, right, uh, Jeannie? Absolutely. You did not see, it was always the same cookie cutter. You know, you got to be, if you want to do high fashion, you had to be like at least minimum five foot nine and like, you know, weigh, you know, 50 pounds, you know, and all that stuff, you know, and have a certain type of look. Nowadays, it's like, uh, you know, there's all different types of body types. 
different types of genders, just a, a whole different mix of, uh, you know, genre of models that, you know, the doors is open more now. So what I would say is, um, I think in our time, especially for a while when, you know, I was, you know, like really out there doing the business, uh, doing the modeling, we treated, I think we treated it more as a business. I noticed now it's like a lot of the models, especially the ones I've met and I've worked with, they want to more so be seen and like, you know, be famous. And it's like, I keep telling them, you can't go into it for that. You know what I'm saying? you like, you know, you really have to, yes, you want to be, you know, good at what you do and be successful at it. And if you become known, great. But don't make that be the priority where you want to be famous. I would encourage the new generation of models to like, you know, if they have the opportunity to be in the business, to just really treat it as a business, you know, try to make as much money as you can as possible. And like, in, in, and while you're in the business as well, do other things, invest in another, in other careers as well. Don't like focus on giving your all to modeling because it's a very short lived industry. You never know when you'll be in or out, and, you know, always be 10 steps ahead by knowing that this is a short lived industry and, you know, it's fun and all, but treat it first and foremost as a business. The question of diversity, though, which you brought up, uh, and you say now it's it's much better, you know, much more diversity. Yeah, you're right. There were seasons and seasons of shows that we would see with these cookie cutter girls that were like, whoa. And there were always great diverse models around. They just may not have been getting, you know, as much work as they should have been getting. Right. Right. But now you say the, the gates have opened up a little bit more. Oh, yeah, or big time. They, Oh, they, uh, and you do think, so you don't, we used to talk a lot about racism in the fashion business. Like we did stories on it in fashion television. I remember asking Liz Tilbaris once, you know, you know the, uh, the late great editor of Harper's yeah. Bazaar, you know, why don't you put more black girls on the cover? And she actually said to me, well, you know, we love those black models and there's some really great ones, but when we put a black girl on the cover of the magazine, we found we don't sell as many copies. Which is like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, they they love saying like, that. They say that a lot. Ridiculous. But, you know, it was like, what, what do you say to that? I mean, but now you feel that, that it really, the consciousness in the business really has been heightened, really has changed. I think, I, I think it has. I think it has a lot. I mean, nowadays, when you look into um, even before the whole, you know, madness started with, you know, um, the uproar of, you know, having more more of our people of color on, you know, in magazines or on, on the workforce, you know, like, all that stuff, even before that started, in, when it comes to fashion, yep. when it comes to the models, I would open up magazines now and see like a lot of black girls, Asian girls, like in not just editorials, but advertorials, which is very important because advertorials is how we make our money. That's how we get like pay. That's how we're able to live and to survive, right? By making, you know, getting, uh, uh, being the face of a brand. So it's really, you know, for the past, like I would say about two or three years, I've been seeing a constant models of color, right? Right? Um, in, in like, you know, Fendi ads, right? Um, you know, uh, 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 Gucci ads, um, Stella McCartney. Like, it's just really amazing. Like, I would not see, you might see one token woman of color, girl of color, you know, <laughs> in an ad like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then editorials. Editorials, I remember when I get editorials, they'll just give me one page, right? Now it's like, I open up Elle magazine. You know, uh, even Vogue, I was surprised very much. Uh, Open the Vogue, I see like, you know, a 10-page spread. And this is a full-on black girl, like from, from Sudan, Sudanese black girl, like 10-page spread. Like it's unheard of. So I do think that there's a big change. I think that there's been a dramatic change. My thing is, I just hope, and I, and I keep looking and watching, I hope and pray it's not a trend. 
You know, I just hope it's not, you know, for, you know, a, a couple of seasons or so. It doesn't seem like it because it's been going on for a couple of years now. But I just I just hope that continues. And I, and I also hope that we get like, you know, like, you know, women of color and, you know, like just all different types of body you know, types as well. You know, like we get covers of magazines. Right. Um, and, you know, like, yes, the Vogue's and the Harper's Bazaar and not on the August issue where they claim that, oh, because that's usually they love to give a black girl the cover on the August issue cover, because apparently that's like the least selling <laughs> month. <laughs> oh, yes. It's insane. I was told that numerous times. So that's why I could say that. So, you know, I would love to see, you know, more di- like diversity even as well to on the covers. But I hope it's a constant it's, it's, it just keeps going. It's not a trend. Yeah. No, I know. But we saw that people kind of, you know, doing the token thing, you know, yeah. years back when Franca Sosani did that fabulous Italian Vogue magazine that was the all black issue. I mean, that was great. It was like, yeah, that was dope. Yeah. But it's exciting. And we thought, well, okay. This is, and then it just sort of fizzled back again. It was just one. It was just so like that, that one that time. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That, that bothered me. You know, but it, it's, okay. so far it doesn't seem like that's the case though. Like, from no, what it's, getting, but. Now, tell me how you managed to have a thick skin, yet, which I bel- firmly believe you have to have in this business to some degree because you just, you know, you're facing that kind of rejection possibility every day you go out for a gig. Yeah. But yet you still maintain a real sensitivity. Like, I, I mean, I know you personally, I could say that. And I, I'm, I'm another you. one of the many reasons that we love you. You're sensitive. And I think you have to be sensitive in order to be good at what you do, in order to be a communicator, in order to have, you know, in order to resonate with people. Yet, how do you manage to walk that line, Stacey, by being tough enough to, to live through the rejection and the BS and yet sensitive enough to still remain the artiste that you are? I will say this. For a while, at the beginning of my career, um, it wasn't easy. I mean, I, there was a lot of tears, a lot of crying, coming home, cry, even not even just coming home. I would just walk out of a casting and I'm bursting out in tears or an appointment, not even a casting, an appointment, even just, uh, you know, and I'm in tears and my heart's like broken because, yes, I am a very sensitive person. I'm, you know, quite emotional. Um, I do take things to heart. And um, it used to really get to me. What helped me a lot was prayer. Prayer helped me a lot. What I started learning was and realizing was as well too that not everybody's going to like me, not everybody's going to get me, not everybody's going to love me. You know, I expected to just like walk up in there and everybody's like, oh my gosh, (gasps) when I was younger. But then I realized, no, not everybody's going to get it. So it's okay if they don't get it, right? It's all right. As long as that one person gets it and gives gives me a chance, that's all that matters. But um, prayer helped me a lot. Sometimes, you know, like even... With my family. It's okay. It was really hard for me too, Jeannie, because I was alone. I didn't have that support. You know, there's moments that I felt bad, but that was the least. The most, for me, was being alone. Like, I felt like I was alone, like, on my journey, which I was. The kind of support that I would have wanted, I never got. So I prayed a lot, you know. I asked God to give me the strength. If it's meant for me. He was showing me that it's meant for me, you know, that kept me going. But I always kept in, you know, in the forefront of like wanting to please, please the people that I really, that really meant the most to me and make them happy. People are going to like you, love you and hate you no matter what. So So it was difficult, you know? Was there ever a time when you thought maybe you would just give up, pack it in? Like, you know, this is the end. I can't go any further. I can't push myself anymore. Yes. When I was in Paris, 
Um, when I first got to Paris and I got signed to the smaller agents, not signed, but they gave me an a chance to uh, be with them at the smaller agency. It was like a trial. And um, right before he gave me the chance, like that was the last agency I was seeing. And um, his name is Gaspar. And I was sitting in front of Gaspar and he was like, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to be a model. What do you think? He was like, okay. And then I said to him, listen, I only have like about $25 in my pocket. Listen, this is the last agency I got. I'm, I'm seeing if it's, if this is not, you know, if you're not taking me on, I'm out. I'm going to go back to Canada and just, you know, like open up a clothing store or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay, you got a lot of mouth. <laughs> Cause I, I said it very like, you know, very strong and confident. Like he, he, he said to me, you know what? I'll give you a chance. Um, I'm going to send you one appointment and let's see what happens from there. And that's when he sent me to the goatee appointment. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. And that's oh, when I Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. And that's and when I knew. If it, oh, and John Paul saved your life. How I found out about the world of modeling, I was looking through in-flight magazine. My sister came to visit when, when I was living in Jamaica. And she brought an in-flight magazine. And I was just skimming through it. And I saw a picture of Gautier Madonna. That was the first time I found out about the world of fashion and modeling. And then when I got to Canada now, I started delving into it more via, yeah. you know, fashion television. So when that happened, because I was ready to give up, like that was my last agency that I was going to see. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to go back on my return ticket back to Canada. And uh, he said that. He, was, he didn't tell me that I was going to go to see Gautier. He just gave me the address and the name. And when I walked out, I saw the name. I was like, what? And I, and I, and Jeannie, I missed, I missed the casting. I couldn't find the place. Yes. Oh. I missed the casting and I was like, okay, this is it. I guess this is not meant for me. And while I was outside crying because I missed the casting, I'm like, okay, I guess this is not, you know, this is it. It's not meant for me. This lady comes running to me and she gives, she's like, EC, EC. And she's giving me her business card. And I was, you know, she, and she just says, come here tomorrow at 3.30. I'll never forget. And she ran off. And I looked at the card and she was the, she was the assistant to Jean-Paul Gaultier. And it was the same address I was supposed to be at for that casting that day. So when she ran off, I ran after her. And when I stopped her, when I got her, I was like, where is this address? Because this is what I was supposed to be at today. She was right there. And she points right directly across the street from where I was crying. And she said, she just so happened to look out the window and saw me pacing back and forth. And she goes that's a very strange looking girl. I think, I think Jean-Paul would love her. And that's why she ran out and gave me. So when that happened, but I was ready to give up. I was ready to give it in from seeing the agency. I was ready to give it. That was like my last try. So I was ready to walk away from it. But I'll tell you, after that, I've had a lot more like trials and challenges mm -hmm. and tribulations a lot. There's times when I couldn't find food to eat. There's times when... I'm jumping turnstiles and I'm eating just a baguette and drinking a bottle of water. And I don't, you know, and I'll come home and just eat pasta with a soup bouillon. That was my dinner. That was our dinner because I was with someone at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was just really, really tough. But because that happened to me, where it led me to Gautier, it showed me that I was on the right path and it was meant for me to be in this business. And that's why, you know, I was able to just, you know, really just like stick it through because I knew I was on the right path and that's where I belong. As career-wise, that's where I belong. What did you learn from Jean-Paul Gaultier? What I learned from Jean-Paul Gaultier is um, that I just need to be myself and be the different-looking Stacy that I am, have fun with who I am. He was the one, when I, did, when I walked that 
first show of his with Madonna. I just happened to see Lenny Kravitz in the audience and I walked off the run. You were there. I don't know if you remember, but I yeah. walked off the runway and sat in Lenny Kravitz's lap. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, and I thought, I Gautier, <laughs> you remember? And I thought Gautier was going to fire me. <laughs> so when I got backstage, you were I was so freaking bald. out. And he was like, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to fire me. And he comes up to me and he goes, what is it? What was that? What was that? But he looked like he was angry with me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Gautier. Uh, Mr. Gautier, I didn't, I didn't mean to. I just saw Lenny and I, he's a big, I'm a big fan of his. And I, he's my favorite, one of my favorite singers. <laughs> and I couldn't help myself. And he bust, he burst out laughing and he's like, do that. And I was like, what? And he's like, continue to do that. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, that's, he's like, it's, it's like, you have a cool look. But your personality is going yeah. to even make you get further with that look. He's like, so you need to continue to do that. And that's where I get this thing where, where I'm, you know, I'm very theatrical on the runway. Like an artist, like you say, I'm very theatrical on the runway. I have fun. I'm not your typical model where I just walk straight down on the runway, you know, and just do a turn and walk back. You know, I'm more comical. I'm more fun, right? Theatrical. He was the one that taught me to, you know, like own that and do that and make that be a part of, make that be a part of my, uh, my craft yeah. as a model, because yeah. that's what's going to sell me. He was the one that taught me that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. What a, who had a lesson from <laughs> such a master too. Yes. Such a beautiful person. I'm such He's a such huge a, such fan a of Gautier. But you've really been wowing uh, audiences with wonderful presence on uh, Drag Race, Canada's Drag Race. And it's just delightful to see you in that context because you are, for everything you stand for, such an inspiration to those artists. Dread, you know, drag queens are the, the, some of the greatest, greatest, most courageous artists I've met. Right. What, what are you hoping to instill in them? What are you, even, you know, doing a series of that nature, you, what do you believe your higher purpose is in doing a show like that? Um, instill the confidence within them, you know, to be like, confident about themselves and know their craft Right, be you know, and I'm um, just not trying to be anything but them, but who they are. That's what I like to instill. That's what my aim is. Just be you, and just like love you, own you, mm-hmm. and do you, yeah. right? And whatever it is that you want to do in life, do you know? Make sure that you learn everything about it, and be always ahead, right? Learn even more. Come to own it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a feel good thing! What a joy and an honor, a privilege, a blessing to be able to it do was, something like that with that community, right. especially that have suffered right? so much. So many right. of those queens have right, suffered yeah. so freaking much, yeah, and continue true. to and continue, continue to. to. Yeah. Now you and I had that wonderful time, or maybe not so wonderful as far as I was concerned. Actually, in retrospect, it was a kind of depressing time on uh, Canada's Next Top Model, and it was depressing <laughs> for me personally yeah. because I felt that I was squashing a lot of dreams of a lot of young girls. I'll never forget, there was one show, I don't know if this was a season that we were working on it together. There was this really beautiful um, black girl, I've forgotten her name now, and she, you know, it was one of those things where they line up in front of the judges and you say, okay, sorry, you're not coming back. And she fell to her knees. Could it have been Tanika now that reacted that way? Because Tanika now, I mean is out there as a working model and she's fabulous and I love seeing her, but we had to reject her for whatever stupid criteria it was. I mean, the reasons were, and, and she 
fell to her knees yeah. sobbing. And it was my birthday. And I thought, fuck, I don't want to spend my birthday. Like, you know, this was so bad. I thought I want to be in this business to empower people and to, and to really make them feel good about themselves. But you know, when you're a judge, you have to, you know, it's like Shantae or Sashay away, like what you have to do sometimes. And this young girl took it so badly. I just thought, oh, this is like such a horrible feeling for me. I mean, mm-hmm. what what memories do you take away from uh, your your judging duties on uh, a show of that nature? For me, for me, when I first did Canada's Next Top Model, I mean, that was my first ever judging um, um, opportunity. Uh, it was very tough. It was similar to you as well. It was very very tough because I know what it feels like to be on that end and, and to have people tell me I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. But um, but what I've learned was, um, you know, what I've, uh, what I've learned from, from being a judge as well, too, is that, you know what, it's okay for us. First of all, we're chosen to give our critiques and advice and, and, and help them, you know, better their craft and better themselves and help them along their journey. So we have to be honest. We have to be, you know, I'm not, I'm not into the playing of playing games of like, you know, the person, if we know for a fact that the person is not going to, you know, make it within the industry like that right? Or if it's going to be too much for them or whatever, like, you know, just tell them straight up, like tell them, right? Because you need to prepare them. Like they need to be prepared for what it is that they're going for. So, so for me, it was really difficult to judge, but at the same time, I was like, no, you need to also know though, the good, the bad, and the ugly of this business, of this competition, of this business. You want to, you want to win this competition. You got to make sure that you come with your a plus 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 game. Mm-hmm. You want to be a part of this industry. You have to make sure you're, you know, twenty steps ahead. So, um, so I had to, I, you know, I had to suck it up at times and just like, you know, be a little tough to let them know. But, but really, it was really hard for me and, and heart wrenching for me because I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. I I was one of those girls, and I know what it feels like, right? And if you don't have a thick, if you're not able to like handle it you could really just crumble like how that poor girl crumbled. Yeah. But you were being honest though. I mean, you're Jeannie Becker. <laughs> you were cho- you're chosen to be a judge because you're Jeannie Becker. I was chosen to be a judge because I, I am who I am in the industry as well. Paul Benoit was chosen to be a, mm-hmm. a judge as well because, you know, of who he is in this industry. He knows he's, he's you know, we're, we're experts. So we just have to, but, it, but it's tough at times. It is tough at times. Mm-hmm. And it's still tough for me to this day to judge. I got to do it. I, mm-hmm. I got to do it. And I have to be honest. I, I make sure that I'm honest with it. Yeah. Right? Whatever critiques I give, whatever advices that I give, right? I'm giving you the real deal. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. If you were amazing, you're amazing. If you suck, you'll suck. <laughs> you know I mean? And this is how it could help, like, being amazing for the next, <laughs> if you're back for round, you know, for the next round. Yeah. Right? This is how it could help to be amazing. And that, and that's all the same for the drag race, too. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, yeah. The way you're dealing with those drag queens, I mean, it is, you got to toughen them up and the ones that just don't have what it takes to... To make it, yeah, yeah, you have to like let them know, and like you know, and hopefully they still get the opportunity to be around for the next round. They'll come and bring it, like bring their A game, and it's like they really take the critiques. Yeah, right. So. You are such a great director, too. I mean, I you am? Really, like I don't know, maybe one day after the world of modeling. Seriously, I see you connect with these queens and or anybody really. I mean, because you've taught, taught legions of uh, young women how to walk walk this way <laughs> and you 
can just say one thing to them and they, they listen to you, they follow it, you connect with them, you know what they're doing wrong, you understand how to get them to do what you need to do. How do you, how do you know that? How do you feel that? Do you just put yourself in their shoes, I guess, in their stilettos? Oh. <laughs> I, I, I like to work with the person. Not everybody gets the same exact tips, pretty much. I love so much for modeling, for fashion, for runway, for photo posing, for pictures. I have a love for it. So I think because of that, too, it's like I really do pay attention mm. to everyone and their qualities, you know, what they need to work on, what they need to fix. Yeah. Hone in on what makes them special. Yeah. No, yes. it's, it's, such a, it's, it's wonderful to be able to do that. But it's because you're a spiritually realized <laughs> yeah. person, I think. I mean, yeah, you've done a lot of work. I don't know to say work on yourself, work with yourself. I mean, I know these kinds of realizations just don't come to people like that. You no, know, I mean, no, it comes no. from a lot of, of suffering and soul searching and the, the lonely days and nights that you spent, the years. Your, your folks and your family must be crazy proud of you. I, I don't know. Don't they tell yeah. you? My nieces tell me. So the younger generation tells you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the older ones maybe just don't get it then. My, you know, some of my family, they're really proud, they are proud of me. But who I would love to be proud of me, it's not the case like that. And I wish it was. Oh, right? God almighty. I have, I have very, you know, very close friends who are proud of me as well. My husband was proud of me. Um, so that means a lot. Uh, but when it comes to family, I mean, yes, there's some that's proud and yeah. Family's weird. Family's weird to figure out sometimes. Do you, do you have that too, Jeannie? Or no? Yep. Your family's proud of you. Yeah, I hope so. I guess they don't talk. My, they, par- my parents were very proud of me. My parents are no longer. They were my biggest cheerleaders. Aww. My girls, I think, are proud of me, but I don't envy them for having to to sometimes, you know, live in, uh, you know, or, or live 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 in my world, or or live beside my world, or you know, because I, I I want them to think of me as mum, but you know, all of a sudden I'm mum with a whole other <laughs> layer of. I don't know how much they always you're, welcome you're that. Mum. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. And again, it's, you just want to inspire people, right? You just want right. to inspire your kids. You want to inspire your, your family, uh, you know, you, your, your sisters and your brothers, but, but you've inspired a whole industry, Stacey, and you continue to with what wow, you do. Legions of, uh, of young people that have, you know, grown up watching you strut your stuff or even people in the same generation as you that have worked alongside you that have seen you make it despite the odds that have really been empowered by your your positive thinking and your uh, your again your open heart and your kindness and your generosity of spirit. So I thank you for that. What do you oh, want to What you, do you want to be when you grow up? Now, yeah. <laughs> what I want to be? Not that you should ever totally grow up. <laughs> but uh, well, what what are you what are you looking at 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 doing down the road, or do you think that far? Are you just like loving what you're doing now because you're so crazy busy? I want to spend a lot more time working with my girls on my in my camp, my the walk camp. That has just been a huge blessing to be able to, you know, go back into my communities, um, certain communities I came from, as well as other communities like that community, those communities, and, you know, be able to like, you know, uh, get a group of girls and give them a free day camp, teaching them, you know, how to love themselves, teaching them, you know, different, uh, uh, different career, you know, goals that they could aim for. You know, um, I just, I, I love that. And it's, mm-hmm. and I know that I'm going to continue with that even more. Because I want to take it all across the Caribbean, all across Canada, 
Africa. I want to take it everywhere because it's well much, it's, it's very needed. Because I, I know, you know, Jeannie, um, when I first start, started out, I didn't have that mentorship. I didn't have anyone to mentor me. And it's not, a, it's not a model thing. It's just having that, you know, mentorship and that guidance. So that's why I created the camp as well, because, you know, coming from a certain neighborhood and being a, you know, a young black girl, you know, I know what it feels like. And there's a lot of our girls out there, you know, girls of color, um, just girls in general, that, you know, would love to have that, that would really need that mentorship and guidance. So I know for me, like future, I've already started, but that's going to be, it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. I'm going to be spending a lot of time with working with young girls more and more and more and giving, giving my time and giving time back to those youths more and more and more. <laughs> well, you've you've certainly taken the notion of modeling to a much higher place than uh, many of us ever thought it could go. And uh, you're a wonderful uh, mistress of reinvention because you just keep coming at us with new and <laughs> exciting and quirky and unexpected things. And uh, thank you for thank all your light and God. keeping us uh, entertained and um, and inspired. I want to thank you again for always being a big support. And, you know, I just really appreciate it. And I thank you so much for, and, you know, never giving up on me. There's times when I wasn't working like that. I wasn't getting the big gigs. I wasn't the it girl. And you still would take the time out and, you know, reach out to me and come give me a hug and be like, I'm so proud of you and keep doing you. And, and thank you so much for your contribution as well. Fashion. I mean, 99% I've learned from you. Thank you for everything, Jeannie. Oh, I just love you to bits, Stacy. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can catch me Thursday evenings on TSC's Style Matters. And new episodes of Beyond Style Matters will be coming at you each and every week. Till next time, I'm Jeannie Becker. <laughs>